Have you ever woken up in the morning with a hangover and a dispatch notification that you don't remember? If so, this is probably the podcast for you. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vix Layton and with me, as ever, is the man who is living proof that what you buy online never looks the same in reality. It's eBay Mark Watson. I've called him Paul. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, well, these intros, I, I feel like you're letting off loads of pent-up rage at me with these intros. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Well, I wouldn't say it's flattering. <laughs> it's, it's for you to decide whether or not it's flattering. Sure, sure, yeah. Do you feel confident that the Paul Watson experience is of an equivalent value to a Mark Watson experience? That's a confidence issue. I'm just producing facts here. Yeah, maybe this is something we've taken um, yeah. to a therapist. I'm not your therapist. It's not about you. It's about our <laughs> guest. And today's guest is a reality TV survivor, a musician, a comedian, a comedy writer. It is the magnificent Jordan Gray. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Also a qualified therapist. Let's get into your issue now, guys. What is, <laughs> oh. What's going on? Because I'm looking at Paul Watson. I'm thinking that's the sexiest Watson I've ever seen since Emma graced the stage. Old Emma Watson. Oh, see, the weirdest thing, and, and thank you, uh, but the weirdest <laughs> thing right. about that is we have a sister called Emma Watson. Do you really? Yeah. And uh, we've got twin sisters, Emma and Lucy Watson, and both oh, now have people that are fair. I think there is a Lucy Watson because people used to say, are you the Lucy Watson? It's yeah. nominal determinism then. So if your name is Watson, you're going to reach some level of fame and be compared to every other Watson. That is the curse of yeah. Watson. And there's, there's like a league table. And that's why people say to me, are you frustrated that there's this Paul Joseph Watson, you know, the Oh, professional scumbag Ruddy. Um, Ruddy, yeah. but for me it takes me up a place in the Watson League table you know and you've got someone like that bringing the bar down it's nice to know there's somebody at the bottom Vic exactly. Slayton you're also here and you're also beautiful but your name is not Watson no it is Layton you are a, you are a table of your own you look uh, wonderful today there are two other Victoria Laytons I think because I do not come first on LinkedIn <laughs> one of them is a professional tennis player and one of them I think writes for Erotic Review so um, I'm not even Exciting. the best fixator. Wow. There's also a Vicky Layton. She goes by the moniker of Sticky Vicky in Benazorn, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but on the subject of booking the wrong person, if you booked me for a show yeah. and you expected Sticky Vicky from Benidorm, I think you'd want your money back. And the thing is, I'm such a people pleaser that I've never done what she does at her show that I probably just give it a will out of politeness and awkwardness I sort of I like that I don't know exactly what she does that makes it better and I don't want to ask you can all yeah. google in your own time all sorts of things in your own well, time. I like to imagine she's a taffy maker she shows up and makes her own taffy and hands it out to the children and it's wonderful um, don't google it on a work computer <laughs> is all I'll say about that so how this show works is we've carefully and scientifically crafted some categories to deep dive into your retail history so let's begin with the first one which is the best deal you've ever got I think about it all the time because I sit on it all the time <laughs> it's not my bum it's like it's my just I own my bum my mum made my bum it was not not something I ordered it's a chair it's electric what do you call them? Lazy boy recliner chairs. Oh, what? Electric with two motions. So it's got the feet go up and the back goes down independently. So you can do a proper little zigzag situation. You're doing an impression of a T-Rex, Vix, as we're doing. Your little hands came out <laughs> like just, a T-Rex. I'm just imagining being in the chair. I'm just like, yeah. And it's um, what I believe is known as the Facebook marketplace. Other digital destinations are available. This is not for the BBC. Right. Oh, I think I, it's become clear. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, it was £5 is what it was. Oh, <gasps> 
pounds electric what? What? and I sit on it all the time. I don't think it's ever ever going to go out of fashion. And also, it knows me now. It knows my shape of, of me and my body. <laughs> and I think it might be achieving sentience. It's like a proper sophisticated electric chair that knows who I am. And I feel like when I sit in it, it's aware of my presence. So how did it cost £5? Was someone fleeing the country? That's not you think, that, didn't it? Like, That's not right, is it? <laughs> did it get too aware of the previous occupant's <laughs> presence? It's, too did intimate. it know stuff? It knew, <laughs> it knew too much. It's the Skynet of chairs. <laughs> Someone came back from the future with it and was like, just have this for £5. And then they zipped out of existence back to the future. Uh, no, just like my wife brought it home and uh, it was £5. There's not much more to the story other than how impressed I am at how cheap it was. But like, imagine that. What would you guess that would cost? A suede electric multi-angular relatively new condition can't see anything of it at all mm. oh i'm wondering if it's to do with the marketing did they market it as electric chair because i feel there's bad connotations yeah oh an electric gosh chair. Right. if i'd seen that going for a fiver Could i would have i would have offered 10 just to secure it on the spot because yeah. that's like maybe most people thought it was too good a deal to be true and it must be like riddled with like ants or someone must have done a wee in it or, or sentience could be sentience <laughs> I, i'd have worried about sentience yeah <laughs> Oh, I love the idea. It does go in that order. It goes ants, we, sentience. When I buy anything, <laughs> anything at all, even this water that I've got in my hand, I'll, those are the first three questions I ask. Is it alive? Has it got insects in it? And is it some we that someone done? <laughs> I don't know why my mind went to ants. That's a really strange thing to... But no, it's not about me. Um, but yeah, I am thinking we did actually give away a £600 um table and chairs wow. in the end because we tried to sell it on Facebook Marketplace and we bought it for a flat and it wasn't going to fit in our new flat right. and we couldn't leave it there because we would have been charged by the estate agents for leaving furniture that the flat needed because it's furnished um, but they were like oh we'll charge you for the disposal and to be honest I would have rather et it than pay <laughs> the estate agent money to dispose of it which is clearly code for leave it exactly where it was yeah. so you, you might have soured the deal with the the people coming into the house ready to like start their life in the new house see you tucking into the chair knife and fork yeah. we tried to set up facebook marketplace somebody was due to come around and on the eve of us moving they cancelled at the last minute oh. and so we just put it in the foyer <laughs> Of the flats and just left it there. We were like free to a good home and we just left it there. So um, I thought I was pragmatic and over the choice that we made there, but apparently not so much. So something you bought that seemed like a bargain, but now you regret. Yeah, I was like 14 or 15. I went to Australia and I was sort of into the old witchcraft at the time. Like most teenagers are, it's a common trajectory for like a goth is you go through a witchy phase. And there was this... Silver, <laughs> silver pentacle. It was like a sort of pentagram inside a circle. It's beautiful and it's engraved and it had all the, the, the Wiccan holidays around the outside. And I was really into it. And I was with my mum and she, I said, "Can I have that, please?" And she goes, "If you buy that, that's all your money for your holidays gone." Right? <laughs> it was ludicrous. And when you think back, it's probably more expensive in my head than it was in real life. But it certainly was all of my money. It might have been two hundred and fifty pounds or something <laughs> like that. It was very, very expensive. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. The reason why there was sort of an unspoken. Um, proclamation from the owner that it was of like a magical nature so you're sort of paying a bit for the silver the sterling <laughs> silver and a bit for the magic it was a shop it wasn't like someone on the road just appeared out of nowhere it was in a shop i think that would have been more credible yeah, though if right. someone had appeared on the road with this yeah, mystical then, item then as my mum would have been to... like oh, right. 
being yeah. in like a forbidden planet and they're like yeah this is definitely imbued <laughs> with the spirit of your ancestors like, don't look at the others they're all different we yeah. dug them all up from the same graveyard they're all no. unique yeah but um no there was mate you're right because it was only the only one there which also draws your eye to it but yeah. you're right there might have been another one but it, and it was very expensive and i spent all my money on it and i loved it didn't do nothing there's no magic in it it was a bit of silver it was lovely but it wasn't magic and i do think had it been more expensive or had i gone for a more expensive item there might have been some magical knockoff effect but i i bought the toot the non-magical toot oh, so you should have spent more yeah that's oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. What, you i wasn't think expecting you'd invested to go there. more <laughs> in the possibly magical item you would have got more from well it. i know i know in retrospect that wasn't magic but something <laughs> of more expensive might have had some magical i like to think if you open a magical shop you've probably got one magical thing that is magic and you're and you've therefore you've got the confidence to to sell magical oh. stuff because you believe in magic see i had it down as like you're saying it's it's a base level of magic so it's doing some magic it's just tiny it's like, it's like Paul Watson of magic oh, right. <laughs> it, 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 it's like you find out you have got a pen after all when you need one something like that it's yeah, really you know, low level yeah. magic I, I, oftentimes I pat my back pocket I, I remember I've still got that pentacle of Australia that I've got I have had a good life so maybe there's bit, it's, maybe it's a sort of a what do you call it a background effect maybe it's yeah. me I think you're pretty successful. That might have been a good investment, actually. Yeah, 250 quid, whatever it was. Australian dollars. Also, when I was there, very stupid thing to do. I ironed a $50 note <laughs> because it was because I wanted to have a pristine note, but they're made of plastic in Australia and it melted onto the iron <laughs> in the hotel room. And I've never got such a telling off in my life from my mum. You my... can't really spend it then, can no, you? And it's on an really. iron. <laughs> that, an iron. That's just not done. Can my I mind this is magic? boggled by the notion that you wanted a flat note. <laughs> like, take me through... Because we had spending money given to us, but mum was all crumpled. And I was like, oh, this is my spending money. I'm going to keep it pristine and I'm going to hand it over. It's going to be amazing. And I just ironed it out of existence and melted it onto an iron. Feels like a fable or something, doesn't yeah. it? Like... Yeah, the moral of that story is don't be 14 and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, I don't know what the takeaway is. It's about hubris, I mean... isn't it, I suppose? You think, life's going my way. The only thing that can make it better is a flat note. I shall flatten this note. Oh, wait, my life is now terrible. <laughs> was that before or after you bought the magic before. item? Before. Oh. So that's good for my mum that she still bought me a $250 piece of silver, really. Yeah. No, we weren't exactly flush either as a family. I mean, we were in Australia, so it's we're a working class family on a middle class holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, you came in really excited to tell us about this. So let's move to it. Um, what's the worst you've ever been ripped off? Oh, my God. It happened like four days ago or something like that. Now, um, I don't want to speak out of turn. I want to make sure that I believe that this is on record as being fact. Those American candy shops that you yeah. see popping up are just just a front for money laundering, right? That's just what they are. <laughs> that's not me, that's not me yeah. extrapolating. I believe that that came out at some point and not every single one, just like some of them. I think it is known. I think you yeah. might want to check with legal just in case. Also, that's, I'm not saying but, any specific brands, just literally no. the shops that sell American sweets in Oxford yep. Street and, and other streets in London, right? So like, look, they're definitely a little bit dodge, right? So let's just for the sake of the podcast, if you need me to, there's some sweet shops in London, right, that are just fronts for money laundering. And that is my opinion. We do not endorse that opinion necessarily. But I also do. Also, we are open to hearing it. <laughs> I endorse it very much, but that right. is only my opinion. They rip off merchants anyway. They rip though. off merchants, right? Like my dad's wife is American and she's, 
you know, so I thought, oh, I'll get some lovely presents for Christmas. It'll be like being at home. And I'm not paying £11 for a bag of M&Ms. It's I don't madness. care. They literally could be the M&M men from the advert and I wouldn't think it was worth £11. <laughs> like they could jump out, they could do a song and dance for me, they could say some sassy shit and I'd be like, it's a fibre at best. So, They're really nice, those M&Ms. Like this, I wanted to just talk about M&Ms for one second. <laughs> They're really lovely and inclusive and progressive people, those M&Ms. Like people, I say people, they're made of chocolate. But like those adverts, <laughs> when they're like, there's a, they come up and they go, what's that on your pause for effect? Feet. And they, because the guy's got tattoos all over his face and you think they're going to take the mick out of tattoos and they go, oh, your shoes are nice. And then there's a guy gardening in the background, like a proper bloke who's gardening. He's like, get some pruners and we're going to do some gardening. And it's like, it's going against all the stereotypes of masculinity they're just really nice, progressive people. The M and M's. They welcome every all kinds and all sorts. Is this a TV show? It's an advert. That I'm it's an advert. Like, this didn't I, happen to me. Do you remember this advert? I don't. I don't. It's but... on now. Oh right. Okay. We're too cool to watch TV. I've, I've, I mean, I butchered it in the retelling of what happened. But <laughs> it's some M and M's being nice to some humans, is what I'm saying. So I went into one of them shops, and I, well, I went in because I saw Wonka bars on display. Full size, prop size Wonka bars from from the original Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And I thought I want one of them because I, I, I just want one. I've seen it in a film, and uh, the nostalgia hit me really hard. I was like, I've never even splashed down something like that before. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna get it. Um, I grabbed it, and it was like like I was a baby again. Like my hands was it, it was like a giant Wonka bar, made me feel really tiny. And I took it to the counter, and it was like, um, okay, that will be eleven pounds, please. For a chocolate bar, for straight for it. So that's, I'm a that's bit... That's not too far off Tony, Tony's chocolate only, though. And I think it's worth the money. <laughs> so I just want to express, it wasn't the size of a book, Vixley, and it was the size of like a chocolate bar, though. It wasn't, It was like the size of a... Like the slab chocolate bars that Charlie found a golden ticket in. A bit so smaller like... than that, basically, yeah. But yeah. Uh. but then, so uh, so 11 quid, right? Um, my heart broke and I was like, oh, all right, because I can't handle confrontation. <laughs> I gave them my card. My card didn't work. <laughs> So then there's a perfect moment for me to go, all right, sorry. (laughs) But I can't handle the conversation. So I just handed it over again and went, try again. Like, please try and rob me again. And then it worked. (laughs) Um, And uh, then I opened it and it was rubbish chocolate. And then that's when I did the research and someone told me, they were like, it's not special chocolate. It's not Hershey's Chocolate Galaxy. It's just some rubbish chocolate packaged themselves. Advent calendar chocolate. Advent calendar chocolate (gasps) is the perfect description. And there was no um, ingredients barcode anything what? on it it's just some tin foil with some rubbish chocolate inside <laughs> with Wonka, a printed Wonka thing on the outside so it's like a <laughs> prop from a film that had to be made that nobody was ever supposed to bite into and taste so £11 for a bit of shit chocolate I was so disappointed I threw it away as well on my walk back I was so angry I threw it in a bin <laughs> oh, that's on the... par with me wanting to eat my table rather yeah. than get like 50 quid for it, isn't yeah. it? I, I feel like these, this is the unspoken <laughs> real victim of money laundering you see, we, we don't hear this <laughs> enough, do we? Like, this is the damage money laundering does. Yeah. Well, it makes you think, if it's a front for money laundering, why is it so expensive in there? The whole point of money laundering is we add some to what you yeah, bought. Yeah, top up the, the real <laughs> oh. business. But it's it? £11 yeah. for chocolate. So then they're going, all right, I'll just put that through as £25, which is a very unrealistic amount for a chocolate bar. It should be really cheap so that they can add... S- fake money to it and launder the money yeah but how do they know you want the money laundered like it, just average people going in there to launder no, like no, no. 13 pounds no. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a no. service they offer it's, no. a, it's <laughs> a company money laundering is like I mean yeah. in a nutshell they've got too much money that it got by illegal means and they need to put it back into the system so you'll go into a shop and buy something and then the cashier who's in on it they go right that'll be 11 pounds please or whatever from you that you give them the money but in the till they put in 18 pounds right right so yeah seven pounds of that illegal money i guess my point is that in a way your presence there is like 
Well, it's, it's, maybe it's that's, irrelevant. Maybe that's why they chose American Candy in the same way you sometimes see um, art shops and there's never anyone in the art shops and you know that's the same sort of vibe. <laughs> and you know yeah. that's not money laundering. <laughs> yeah, maybe they thought it'd be nice and quiet yeah. because who wants overpriced American candy and then they weren't expecting such a rush like, no. <laughs> that happened. they thought actually we can earn money on this we can. So <laughs> it's just full of idiots like me with a little pang of nostalgia as you walk by and then that's it they're, they're laundering money left right and bloody centre so I got done dirty by Ferrero Rocher recently it's <laughs> <laughs> not afraid to say every day is it because um, you know the pyramids of Ferrero Rocher from the advert with like oh Mr Ambassador you're really spoiling it you can buy those as oh, gifts right. so they come in these amazing pyramids and they look really cool and they're overpriced because I'm apathetic about the actual balls themselves but yeah, no one like... actually no one, no one likes them I do like the production values though I don't yeah. hate them I just don't love them but uh <laughs> yeah i didn't buy this a gift i bought it for myself because i thought it'd be hilarious to be like ah, mr investor to, to myself i work from home alone often <laughs> so i was delighted with my beautiful pyramid of Ferrero rochers took one off the side and it it wasn't a proper pyramid there was a plastic thing in the oh. middle and they just put Ferrero rochers on the outside oh, come on now like, they hadn't bothered to pyramid them up. I felt so cheated. Yeah. You're paying for the geometry. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And on a related note, if you go to a Winter Wonderland type affair and you see the giant Toblerones as one of the prizes, yeah. it's not a giant Toblerone in there. It's just loads of little small ones. Loads of little small oh. things. I was devastated because I was just, you know, I was already in my mind breaking off this baby's head sold chunk of Toblerone. I didn't know how I was going to get through it, but I was excited for the challenge. Yeah. Just Mini Toblerones. I don't know why I always imagined they craft this like huge... Now I think about it. Furious. It feels... You wouldn't even be able to lift why it, would you? they? Oh, yeah. When yeah, I yeah. said it to the people I was with, they were not surprised and they were embarrassed yeah. in my behalf that I no, thought that. But it's only you saying it now <laughs> yeah. that has made me realise how ridiculous it would be for there to actually be it. It makes but sense. I always thought there was. From like yeah. a corporate situation. But yeah, I, I hosted a Pride at the weekend and we gave away a giant lollipop, like a boiled sweet lollipop. But it was from an amateur sweet company. So it wasn't hollow. They hadn't figured that out. It was just like a crooked vat of sugar that I had to <laughs> raffle away. And that's the the point at which a corporate place goes, well, this is not a sustainable business. Brother. We can't, <laughs> can't give away this much sugar. So they would hollow it it's out. It's just glaze have... a balloon. That's it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've heard the same of the pyramids, though, of Egypt that it's just cardboard in the middle. <laughs> so so you, it's not just Ferrero Rocher. It's an oh. ancient tradition. Oh, but on a weirdly, slightly related note, I, I'm rip-offs and feeling things that were not worth the money. I went to the Valley of Kings in Egypt and it's just a load of holes in the ground and sand. You go into the first one, you go into the first like sarcophagus, you see the, you've seen one, you've seen them all and you're there all afternoon. There's one shop, they're uh, selling water at the equivalent of about £12 a bottle. What, what I say to you though is, is there any chance the ancient Egyptians didn't have tourism in mind? What? <laughs> like, is there, not, I'm not trying to defend yeah. the gouging, but you know, totally it, they didn't sort of build gift shops in the pyramids you know and it, no. perhaps that wasn't their intention but maybe if they did I'd go back again but the Valley of the Kings just a load of rocks and stuff oh, I really hope you put a review to that effect I love reviews <laughs> I love these review. reviews of like famous like the Grand Canyon you know and it's like One too star, large it was cloudy yeah. I didn't see anything <laughs> yeah I, I did not 
think that was value for money. Those holiday trips you get are never value for money. I got sold a catamaran trip and I thought I was going to be like A-list bougie person. And it turned out to be a homoerotic immersive pirate show, which I did not anticipate. Um, And it was a hostage situation because you're on a boat for three hours. I was on a boat. They were playing really, really aggressive Euro pop music. They're all swinging around like they're on trapezes. All of them just like out of work actors in Tunisia. I wanted to throw myself overboard. (laughs) How did that not translate? How did none of that info get? Yeah, all you'd got from the advert was it's a catamaran. All of that other stuff is the stuff you'd use to sell it. Yeah, exactly. There's a market for that, but I wasn't it. I was so strange. It was, yeah, it was not acceptable to me. So, what kind of targeted advertising do you get? Right, not to bring the base level down, I'm going to keep this very professional and very polite, but I've received an awful lot of, what would you say, other than saying penis enlargement things, <laughs> right, which nobody wants to receive in general, but listeners may not be aware because I've got quite a deep voice. I'm a transgender woman. It's, <laughs> it's the last thing I need to receive is, I reckon you're trying to shift this, but would you reconsider and maybe would like a larger one? Why would I still get that? And the, <laughs> And the fact that um, the fact that I still get those, and I've got a Google Dot or an Alexa or whatever she is, and they're all listening in, I I can't believe that data mining is is a real thing. If I'm still getting those adverts, <laughs> it's a real argument for our devices not listening. Yeah, it's it? not listening. I talk about it all the time to my Alexa. I'm sitting there with her late into the night, and then the next day, would you like a larger one? No, actually, I want a, a smaller, if not a one at all, actually. I'd like a solution. <laughs> You're really exacerbating my situation. <laughs> I get because I am 37 and I've not shown any interest in the content of nappies and stuff. I get a lot of invitations to egg freezing parties. Oh. <laughs> and I click through. That does not look like a party to me. That is just sad couples that can't get pregnant. And um, yeah, parties are straight. But nothing about my life choices and the, the amount of cat content I look at, nothing about the things that I click suggests that I'm that kind of person. That makes such an assumption. So you're saying because you've because you never search things like nappies and baby, yeah. they've gone, oh, this person who obviously wants a baby because everyone wants <laughs> yeah. a baby probably will give them another option for it. That's genius and very offensive. Isn't <laughs> it, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're obviously lonely without a child, but you've not got nappies yet. Would you like your eggs frozen? <laughs> there he is. It's such That's a weird choice. But before that, they thought I was a gay man. So um, we have come... A you, long way together, yeah. me and the Facebook algorithm. <laughs> the first thing you said today was that you bought a jacket made of sequins. I'm, I, I mean, I, I would have thought that. And tit tape. Uh, tit tape, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it used to be like young men for you tonight. And they were the kind of young men that I didn't feel like I was their market. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little sense of who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, impulse purchases, what's the thing you've splashed out on that you didn't really need? I'm wearing it right now upon my head, right? I've got this hat on, listeners. (laughs) I love this hat so much. Definitely didn't need it. I think it was £25, right? Which is not... It's quite modest. It's modest for a hat. Right, so I'm a comedian. Before I was a comedian, I was a singer. And my last single, we bought like 200 hats with that logo on. It's not not this one. (laughs) 200 hats with my logo on as merch, which I've still probably got 100 and. 12 of in in my garage um so i've never had to buy a hat in my life i just keep wearing the same hat every time it gets dirty i throw it away and just put another hat on 
So I, I don't think about buying hats. Uh, this is a hat from, it's got a big, listeners, it's a black hat and it's got white letter L insignia and people think it's a sports team, but it's actually a Japanese cartoon called Death Note and the main one of the main guys in it is called L and it's got, it's an L on my hat. Um, and it makes me feel clever because L's like clever in it. He's yeah. a detective. It's like when you buy like Lynx Speed or whatever it's called and you go, I'm going to spray this on myself and it will make me fast. I thought this, <laughs> like those sort of things are like, so this, it, I bought the hat because it makes me feel like a detective and I don't mind telling you that even though I'm 33 and not 12. But I never buy myself anything. Guys, I never buy myself anything. I promise you. So every- you're not, you don't, buy a lot of clothes I get stuff I get lots of what am I wearing right now this is a Christmas present I'm wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt but I do so many things like prides and whatever they've all everyone's got a bloody t-shirt with a rainbow on I'm thank you and I'll wear that until it falls <laughs> off my shoes I've done a lot of reality TV they buy your clothes and then they're too because I'm a six foot woman like most of the clothes are too big to give to anyone else so they just go just keep them so I've got all my shoes are from The Voice like I'd never really buy anything at all how lucrative because obviously people make a massive fuss about reality TV being your big break how lucrative was it? Did you start living a slightly more exciting, bougie life or did your life just go back to what it was with more opportunity? Yeah, that's probably what it is. But I, I'm so working class and I will be nouveau riche. I'm definitely ne- not going to like become upper class when I have money. I'm going to be just have <laughs> have money, but be exactly the same. Um, it didn't really. Ch- yeah, just loads more opportunities and loads of stuff. And then the new cycle changes and then the next band of ho- young hopefuls comes out in the next season of whatever your show you're talking about. And then you're sort of old news. But um, on, on account of being transgender and that, it, it was really easy for them to go, oh, that person's Z-list celebrity that's transgender. Let's pop them on every single Pride show <laughs> in the nation for the next seven years. So, yeah, I've, I've had that and I'd still do them all the time. A lot of things with transgender flags on, like thrusted <laughs> in my direction. If you want a f- magnet, mate, if you want a fridge magnet, I've got about 20. <laughs> um, little flags, but also like sweets shaped like willies and stuff, which um, taste the same as normal sweets, believe it or not. So they're quite nice. Like willies shaped chocolates quite nice a lot of on the nose gay stuff I get given which is nice it's quite sweet really <laughs> you were on there for how long? I was, it was 2016 and I was a semi-finalist so I suppose that's five <laughs> live performances and it runs over like three or four months a show like that were you able to work or did they pay you to not work? they how pay you to be there yeah 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 you're as a contributor for the live shows but the first three rounds are pre-filmed so we filmed them in the November before. Yeah, lots of live shows off the back of it. But you're not allowed to bring out a single of your own after the show because it competes with the winner and they don't want it to compete with the winner. For, for how long? Uh, it depends on the show. X Factor is different from The Voice and different from like Britain's Got Talent. I think mine was probably something like six months. So you can't capitalise on so that that's, buzz. Yeah, that's but you can one. gig and gig and gig. Most of the people you see at Prides are people that have been reality TV people. <laughs> that, that, that's... That's not subjective. That's just everyone. <laughs> I was talking to somebody who was preparing for RuPaul's Drag Race recently. They have to do and buy yeah. all their own costumes and make up themselves. And you kind of accept that you're going to take a massive loss at the time. So I was wondering if it's similar for Drag other reality is, TV no. shows. No, for us, uh, the, the voice was on BBC when I did it. So it's ah, taxpayers' money. Fair. So that's... <laughs> that's funny because I was, I was always going to ask, like, because now we're, we're at a point where there's so many people who've won these shows mm. that s- those people can't all be like famous pop stars you know there's got to be a limit so where do those people end up that's it like and that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) that roster of people that it's not quite ziggulist fame but it's close um is a very interesting element of fame that people don't understand like that that there's a lot of people that had huge success that are now kind of just doing a certain circuit 
Pride is one of those. And I myself have a, a radio show coming out about that very experience, a scripted radio show, comedy based on my time after The Voice, basically trying to stay relevant after reality TV. <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting level of fame, as if you can call it fame, if it's that far down the alphabet of fame. X-list fame. Wait, we got into some interesting topics there, didn't we? But we're going to do something completely different now. We're going into the quick fire rounds. Ah, oh, I love a quick fire round it's on exciting. account of how quick and fiery it is. <laughs> this round always takes ages. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this like yeah, one this, syllable answers. Yeah, sluggish fire round is <laughs> how it's gonna work. I am going to give you an item, and you are gonna guess how much it costs. You're playing against Paul. Oh, cool. So, a life size cardboard cutout of the singer Michael Bublé. <gasps> Ooh, two hundred quid. Is that how much you think Michael Bublé is worth? Wait, wait, wait. Is, is that, I'm supposed to give a amount, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, a cutout. It's not the actual Buble, right? So it's a cutout. Yeah, no, it's not two, actual Buble. Yeah. So oh, it's pounds a cardboard cutout of the singer. A, a full guess. size, life size cardboard yeah. cutout. I've got one of Nicolas Cage. Um, fun fact. Sure. Uh, <laughs> how much was it? I, <laughs> I don't know. It was a gift. <laughs> Uh, what do you reckon, Paul? So I'm going £12. But I do also think your okay. guess was a very good one. It's just, I'm saying 12 Oh, Mickey Bubbles. <laughs> How much is it worth? <laughs> I, I can tell you, um, he is available on eBay for the quite reasonable sum, Jordan, of £35.99. <laughs> £35. It's Michael Bublé. He owns Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's got seasonality, though, hasn't he? So people probably only yeah. want him in uh, late November. So you need Bublé storage. That's the thing. He's Who's like got Bublé storage? <laughs> That's the year. Bublé. You need Buble storage, and yeah. I do believe you, there are loads of cardboard cutouts you can get because basically they'll they'll put the picture up, but they haven't made them. There's no big warehouse full of Michael Buble cardboard cutouts yeah. just waiting to be sent. <laughs> right, a 30 minute helicopter ride for two people around Portsmouth. <laughs> two hundred pounds. Let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit more so you can make Champagne an informed choice. Taking in the tall ships, Spinnaker Tower, and the Goodwood Racetracks. Oh, you didn't mention the racetrack. <laughs> I honestly think about those two. Uh, half an hour. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Two hundred pounds. Are you just going to guess two hundred pounds? No, that's a coincidence. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hundred and twenty. Okay. I can exclusively reveal, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> according to buyagift.co.uk, that you can get a 30-minute, you know, and who can put a price on the Spinnaker Tower? The price is £278. Oh, wow. So, yeah. uh, and you get a, a free Michael Bublé <laughs> cutout, so that works out perfectly. It's, it's one apiece. Ah, oh, one all. <laughs> yeah. We put our heads together. See, this is the tension, you know. Yeah. This is this is what you wanted. It's all on the last one, then. Oh, yeah. God. oh it is exciting, isn't it? Um... Hundred pounds. <laughs> 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 right. So the item up for lot is a vegetabrella. That is an umbrella that looks exactly like a head of romaine lettuce. Oh, that asks more questions than it answers. Yeah. Like some plasticky stuff on top or just print it. Have you got a picture? You can't got a picture of it. I haven't got a picture. If uh, it was a proper actual... I'm, just, I'm quite distressed by it. I kind of want to Google it. Yeah, um, if it's a giant like um, 3D can... head of romaine, that's really cool. That's like a sort of Willy Wonka situation where you you know go in the factory and the giant lollipops. If it's just a print of some... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. No, it's got do you know what? I I'm I'm weirdly impressed by it. Uh, the production value. Um, I'm trying been... to show you a picture without showing you the price. Oh, that's good. It is good, isn't it? That is legit. Like yeah, a remain. It's actually it's... quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's under the category for men. Uh... <laughs> 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 Our umbrellas right? gay now. Um... What like what? <laughs> 
again the quick fire round is is it's yeah, not quick is it it's pretty getting bogged down it looks quite bespoke as well so I must say, I just—I know exactly. Oh, I genuinely, genuinely, I'm not being serious. <laughs> I, I must say two hundred pounds. Uh, of course, Fuck yeah. me. Everything, not everything can be two hundred pounds. It, Jordan. The, is that the unit that you go with? Yeah, <laughs> it, feels, it doesn't sound too much for that. But How much you pay for a hat? It's about a magic <laughs> amulet. It's ten hats. It, what is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, what you can buy in Jordan's mind for two hundred pounds. Yeah, a magic amulet. Uh, <laughs> One Wonka bar, apparently. <laughs> a life cycle. Michael Bublé. I I now realise that Michael Bublé was silly, but I think the umbrella looks bespoke. So okay. I'd say two hundred pounds. What do you say? I'm going twenty-one pounds. <laughs> okay, Paul, it, you you've got it again. No way. If you go to the website, thisiswhyimbroke.com, um, you can get it for the bargain price of thirty-six pounds six pence. So there's a lot of them then. I think bespoke was a. It's three. Big it's ask. like a three D. It's like. It looks yeah. like um, it was made by loving hands of children in a craft shop, and they've, and they've, and they've, they've raffled it off. It's what it looks like. <laughs> and and if you're only paying thirty whatever pounds for it, for then I I feel sorry for you. <laughs> We've got a bit of a bit of a tradition on okay. the False Economy podcast where we get you uh, little gifts. No way. Yeah, because as you've referenced, you do like things for free and we do like to bargain for items rather than pay people a fee. I love That's it. That's a lie. <laughs> You'll get whatever was agreed. And you know it's not Buble because it would, you'd see it. it you know, yeah, listen, I, I I'll say that, that at the moment, unless Fix is concealing it under her table, there's no Michael Buble size thing. He folds. <laughs> he does. He folds <laughs> metaphorically and physically. He gives up at the end of December every year. <laughs> folds back into storage next to the Christmas tree. Um, yeah, so it's a bargain buy. Um, that we think you will like and hopefully make use of. We know that music's a big part of your life and it's a big part of your comedy life and you have to cut around a £3,000 keyboard to everything that you do. So um, we thought we'd get an alternative for you. It's it's wrapped. Is it right to open it on air? It's important. Yeah, I mean, otherwise it might be a little... (laughs) I feel like the listeners won't get the best. Imagine. Left sort of oh, catch up with you individually. I'll open it at home. Thanks, guys. Right. I'm excited. It's uh, it's like a big Toblerone, but it ain't. But what it's not. It? It's tiny Toblerones. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is adorable. It is a Chad Valley electronic keyboard for three years and up. It's beautiful. I do believe oh, you might be able to play it now. Right. Let's <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That's really sweet. <laughs> Oh, my act is going to change now for sure. <laughs> right, okay, so you switch it. Oh! <laughs> I will say that weren't me that done that. That was the, that was the switching on sound. We're not sponsored by oh, Chad Valley, adorable. but uh, if you'd like to, call us, Chad Valley. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Hit the road, Jack. I mean, you can't clear any music, so I'm not going <laughs> to okay, carry on. Oh, it would have amazing. to be your own composition, Jordan. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, if I'm familiar with keyboards, and I think I am, what you usually have is a, there'll be a drum on here somewhere and we can do the old... Boom, tss, like, we'll tell a joke and then do a thing, you know? I mean, it, I can't oh! express enough. This is a value item. So. This is wonderful. There's more on this than you might expect. Guys... I mean, if this isn't the outro music, I don't know what it is. Thank you so much for like having me. I feel like we've lost Jordan. We might have, we should have left this till the very end, I think. Because Jordan's got some things to tell us about where we can find her if we've enjoyed this. <laughs> so uh, what you can do is find me on the old interweb. <laughs> One of those things is on Instagram, another being okay. Facebook, another being Twitter, all at Tall Dark Friend, which was my stage name as a singer before I became a comedian. At Tall Dark Friend. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to go from... I thought it was going to be a noise there. And it's... Oh. Oh, it's the DJ button. DJ, DJ. Um, <laughs> I want to know what a duck sounds like. That's what it sounds like right there. <laughs> We've lost Jordan, but that's it. Listeners, if you're still with us after that path of whimsy, we took you down. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Being here with me. It's been a <laughs> If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. If you didn't enjoy it, you have 30 days to return it for a full refund. Terms and conditions apply. Your statutory rights are not affected. 